welcome to Kamari's Place. I hope you're having a wonderful day, evening, night, or whatever time you're listening to this podcast. Without further ado, come in, make yourself comfortable, and let's have a chat about, I don't even know, because this is going to be just like a a daily check-in, chat, just kind of like just talking, because I'm a little bit bored, but I'm also like working, so it's not going to be... a like topical centered topical podcast but anyways that's besides the point how are you guys doing today like are you having a really great day or are you having a crappy day and it, it doesn't like it's okay to have either you know if you're having a really great day continue to have a really great day if you're having a crappy day it's okay to feel those crappy feelings acknowledge them so that you can move past them so that you can have a better day it's all about acknowledging your feelings because sometimes we tend to suppress them and it's really not good for us because then we end up blowing up or we end up having like emotional breakdowns where we don't know why we want to cry, why we want to be sad. And it's because we haven't been living through a lot of the emotions that we've been kind of going through. And I think that speaks to me um, specifically very well because I was just talking to my best friend the other day and we both listened listened to this podcast called walk in love highly recommend by the way and they were talking about communication um, tools and the ways that we each communicate and things like that and as I was listening to um, by the way the two people on the podcast their husband and wife TJ and Brooke when I was listening to both TJ and Brooke I was identifying with both of them but in different ways like TJ is a very like expressive person in his emotions like and when he's like you know sad or when he's happy he's either extremely happy or extremely sad there is no in between it's like one or the other versus Brooke she's more so of a like she downplays her feelings and she doesn't let herself feel um, extremely a lot of the times. And sometimes she is sad, but she says that, oh, it's not that big of a deal. But she is actually a serious thing when she's really upset or when she's happy. It's like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. But it's like she's really excited. So she has trouble expressing to extremes. And I was finding myself torn because I'm like, I'm kind of TJ, but then I'm also kind of Brooke. And I was realizing that I know for sure about myself that I am not an expressive person. So whatever I'm feeling on the inside, nine times out of 10, it will not come out on the outside, especially to the person or to the situation that is causing those um, those feelings. Like I'm just not expressive. Whether it's a negative feeling, whether somebody makes me upset, sad or angry, I'm never gonna lash out at them and tell them X, Y, Z, you did this and this made me bad and I'm feeling this way right now. Ah. I'm never going to do that. Um, And then with being happy, people can make me like really happy. I'm really excited in the moment, in the moment, but I'm not very expressive in that sense of like telling them, hey, listen, like I really care about you. You know, I really appreciate your I'm not a verbal person, a words of affirmation person. um, But a lot of those feelings that I'm feeling, I notice that I'm very aware of it, whether if I'm angry, I know that I'm angry. You know why I know that I'm angry? Because I will rant to everybody but that person about my anger or about my sadness like and it's not everybody it's more so like my mom 
um, if I'm upset with my best friend or my best friend, if I'm upset with my mom, that's probably the extent of who I would go to. And then I would rant to myself if it's anybody else, like I would rant inwardly. So I'm very aware of my emotions and I feel them very deeply inside, but I don't express them out. So therefore it, it causes like just so much dissonance within myself because then I feel myself bottling all of these emotions with no outlet to kind of just get them out so that I can move away from that space. And so that's something that I've been finding that I want to become better at is just addressing things, making sure that I'm expressing how I'm feeling so that people know that this is what I'm feeling and this is where my headspace is at and so on and so forth. So, um, yeah, that's something that I've been learning and it's a, a really good concept to learn about, like express your feelings, you know, be aware of it, be present. <sighs> I don't do it as much as I should, but it's something that I do want to do. Kind of just work on being open with my feelings and like letting people know how I feel and really talking through with my feelings. I feel my feelings, but oftentimes I don't really reflect on the root of them because I don't like being sad. I don't like being sad. So sometimes things will happen to me and then I'll kind of just like, I'll live in the moment for it or whatever. And I'll feel those feelings that um, are warranted in the moment. But like, I oftentimes don't go back and reflect on very low parts of my life. And I kind of just wrap them up into a cute bow of like, oh, that was bad. Ugh, that Whatever. It wasn't that bad. But I think it's very important to confront things exactly how they are so that we can move forward but yeah right now I am doing a reflective um, post about chapter 2 in my human development class I think that I'm going to choose epigenics because I thought that that stood out to me for many reasons. Basically, epigenics is kind of like, I can't really explain it to the fullest, but basically it's this concept of kind of being able to change the way that your genes are expressed. So with a lot of people who inherit like um, just genetic diseases and stuff like that from their parents, like diabetes or high blood pressure or heart disease and stuff like that, the way that they... Um, take care of their bodies and their environments and stuff like that can actually alter the way that those genes are are expressed so instead of them instead of it being something that's very active in their lives it can kind of slowly change to something that's dormant and then when they have children they can pass that dormant gene on and if those kids continue to take care of themselves well then that can it can stay dormant and I it personally resonated with me because being black within the black community um, is very um, normal and the numbers are very high amongst black people to have like heart disease or diabetes or malnutrition or being obese like those are a lot of things that are a common trend within the black community and um I feel and I feel like it's based off of facts that a lot of these things that we currently endure today are direct um 
remnants or direct effects or they have ties to our ancestral past of being slaves and like say for instance for the most basic thing food slaves on the plantation were not afforded the opportunity to have the most leanest meats that were very clean and stuff they were often given the scraps of whatever's left over of the meat whatever's left over or whatever it is they were given scraps and with those scraps black people as we always do are very resilient in the sense that we can make something out of absolutely nothing you put us on the margin and you marginalize us but we still thrive no matter what we are given and so that's why we get a lot of these really great cultural foods when we're talking about chitlins and hog mogs and um pig feet and greens and all of these different things that we deem as soul food and a lot of it has a lot of fatty meats in it a lot of really greasy um textures to it um the seasons that we meet we tend to season our stuff very heavily and it tastes good um but then we kind of have that whole aspect of like high blood pressure because you got a lot of sodium going into yourself or heart disease because you're eating all of this really heavy fat that's kind of just sitting in your body and it doesn't have anywhere to go and so a lot of those things kind of translate over into modern time and I feel that's why it could be a link I'm not going to say cause and effect because I don't know that for sure but I'm seeing that there is a link and I'm pretty sure it's probably already proven that it's cause and effect but just for my sake I'm going to say that there's a correlation I feel like a very strong correlation and a link between those two um scenarios and then the same thing in modern day when we look at a lot of black communities and how they or a lot of poor neighborhoods tend to be black or minority um communities and within those kind of like um very low economic statuses places you know let's call it the air quote hood there's a lot of liquor stores on every single corner there's a mcdonald's there's a burger king there's like you know there is fast food on every single corner but you can go miles and never see a you could go miles and never see a grocery store you'll never see a Publix. you'll never see probably even a walmart um, but in other places that have really high economic statuses, you see a Whole Foods on every single corner, a Publix. I'm going to tell you this right now. This is real life. As I was coming from school and when it's kind of like down south, Tamiami Trail kind of place, when I was coming from school, I kid you not, I saw like four four Publixes within like a 10 mile radius like it on every single corner there was a Publix on my way home I can count five Publixes in total that I passed by versus when I'm thinking about Dunbar community there is no Publix within the Dunbar community but there are some like neighboring really close around like when you go towards Walmart there's a Publix across the street and then if you go a little bit further past the forum past you can get a Winn Dixie kind of going that way and then towards 82 going into Lehigh you can see um a Publix there but it's not very very prevalent like on MLK for instance you're not going to see a Publix and maybe that's ge like geography it doesn't like yield to have a really good big grocery store there because maybe you know they put it in a central location so that everybody from certain areas can get to it easily which makes sense but in a lot of areas it's been proven that that is a common trend that happens so let's say for instance you make really a low paycheck so that's all you can afford is fast food 
or you just can't afford to be going to the ends of the towns to get some stuff. So what do you do? You're left with a whole bunch of junk food and that's what you're putting into your body. And that's how, you know, you're having all of these health issues that are going on or low access to. Um, and I think that this is um, is coming is actually moving. I'm, my conversation um, trend is now so moving more so from race to more so economic status. People of low economic statuses are dealing with this, but it just tends to be a link or a correlation with black people and the economic status majority of it is sitting right there together. But um, yeah, so when I was thinking about this epigenics and stuff like that, it really resonated with me because it was like, wow, I could possibly have control over um, kind of like how these things could possibly affect me. I don't really know if anybody in my family has like high blood pressure or any like heart diseases or stuff, but I feel that it can be very prone when I think about the foods that I eat every day and I take in. And this isn't even cultural food at this point. It's just food in general that I just eat really trash a lot of the times. And um, I'm thinking about how the things that I'm putting in my body are possibly heightening those those potentials to get these type of diseases or disorders or whatever it may be, health problems or stuff like that. So it's getting me thinking of like, I do need to become more aware of what I am eating, what I'm putting in my body and how I'm taking care of myself because I don't like to work out. I don't like to, um, it's not that I don't like to eat healthy. Eating healthy across the board takes a lot of work. You know, you have to actually plan out what you're going to eat. And I think I'm overthinking it because it's really not that hard. I've done it before and it hasn't been that hard. But it does take a bit of preparation to kind of plan ahead of time so that you don't catch yourselves in situations where you are ordering takeout or you are going to pick up, you know, a box of this or, you know, take out from here and, you know, drive through and stuff like that. So it does take a level of planning and stuff that sometimes is just so convenient to eat like trash. And it's so crazy how, like, in general, I feel like food that's not good for you is cheap. And food that is good for you costs a little bit more. You still can eat fairly healthy for an affordable price. I do believe that. But, like, a Big Mac or a chicken sandwich is a dollar. Um, what else is, like, a dollar? Um, what did Como City say? Some potato chips are a dollar. Like, fries at Walmart are a dollar for some fries. You know what I mean? Like, you can get a lot for a dollar or five dollars and have a meal. Is it going to be healthy? Not per se. Like, asparagus, you know, we may be pushing it there for asparagus. Salmon, you know, you'll be starting on salmon. I love salmon. I just recently tried it, like, last week or a week ago. It's really good. Highly recommend. Um, but, Salmon is a little bit steep. I'm probably going to have to try to check out BJ's to see if I can get a really good price. Because I think my mom bought a pack of three little salmon fillets. Not even the whole fillet. The little skinny slithers. Three of them for $9. That is an absolute ripoff to me. I understand supply and demand. All that kind of good stuff. That's beautiful. At the end of the day, it's expensive. And that's on period. Uh, but yeah. So it's gotten me thinking... Kamari, be more cognizant about what you're doing because I'm learning like just more and more every day. It's becoming more apparent to me that the decisions that I make today, 
the actions that I take today, the, the way that I move today can affect my family, my generation after me. And I've been on this real streak of like just trying to be smart with everything that I'm doing. Obviously, I'm going to make mistakes and that's okay to make mistakes. But just trying to not be so careless as if it just ends with me. Because nine, most, more than likely, it's not going to end with me. More than likely, I'm going to have a kid because I want to have a kid. More than likely, I still have an extended family. So it doesn't just end with me. And I think a lot of the times I get into this mindset of like, oh, you know, I just get in this careless mindset of I just do what I want and I just binge and I just indulge and I don't think about the consequences. It may, I may not bear the consequences, but my children may. Or sometimes I start to binge or like a lot of us, we start to indulge and just have no self-control because we're like, oh, the effects are only going to happen to us. I'm willing to take on the effects for me. Like I'm willing to take the burden and the responsibility of what I've done. But we don't realize that half of the times it not only happens to us but it also happens to the people around us or sometimes we just don't even experience but it ends up catching up with us later on via our offspring via our descendants so making sure that we are not being selfish is a really big key point that I'm learning I don't want to be so selfish in life um because I do want to have children. I don't want to be selfish. I really want to be smart with the things that I'm, what I'm doing in my life. And so it was just a really big eye opener. And I just said this whole, um, this whole como se dice. So it really did help me, um, with probably writing this, but yeah, I'm like, it was really interesting to, to think about and to do it, to talk about this. So let me go ahead and start writing. Epigenetics. Genetics. Oh, it's epigenetics. I really enjoyed learning about epigenetics. In chapter two, the whole idea of possibly having the ability to alter the way our genes are expressed through lifestyle habits is amazing. It really opened my eyes that what we do not only affects affects us but also the people around us and after us listening to the benefits 
But yeah, I'm going to finish this later. But that's basically a whole like rant that I wanted to go through and talk about because I thought that it was cool and it sparked a really great conversation because what I was talking about today is definitely what I have been feeling. Even this morning when I woke up, I was watching this um, young girl. She's like in her mid-20s and she's currently in the process of buying a house and things like that. And usually when I watch that, I... I just get really motivated and it helps me to ground myself in the things that I really want in life because I think sometimes I really do get absent-minded or my mind just draws a blank and I sometimes tend to fall into this into this um, spell of like, oh, I don't have any ambitions. Like I really don't feel strongly about a lot of things. Again, talking about how I express my feelings, they don't express outwards as so strongly while inwardly I have such strong feelings but I don't confront them therefore they don't get expressed and so I was just thinking about that today and it really reminded me that like one of the things that I really want and something that is a real goal to me in life is I really want to be a homeowner like I am so serious about it um, or I want to be so serious about it and so it just happens to just start with now. So I do want to start um, implementing um, a small savings for my house just starting now. And we'll see how that goes. Um, and then we can kind of like go from there. Obviously, it's going to be a very small amount now because I'm making such a small amount now. But obviously, as I began to go into my career and I start to make a certain steady income, I can put larger amounts away. And so it's just... It really did motivate me and it also helped me to narrow my perspective on what I really care about in life. I really, it's a goal of mine and it's so deep and passionate in my heart. I want to have a home. I want to have an investment property to pass on to my kids. Like that's something that I want to get into. That's something that I want to make a reality. And so because of that, I want to make sure that the decisions that I'm making now are hopefully aligning with that with that ultimate goal that I want to meet. And I was talking about this in my podcast, a couple of podcasts before talking about what do you want out of life? And I was telling uh, myself and I was telling you guys that it all starts with, you know, figuring out what do you want off of, out of life and then making sure that the way that you're moving is according to what you want out of life and ultimately what God wants for you out of life. Instead of moving differently and doing what everybody's doing just for the sake of saying that you're doing what everybody's doing, because at the end of the day, your route is never going to be the same as someone else's route. Everybody's story is differently. You may do, you may go kind of start off in the same way, but at the end of the day, you may take a d different turn that ends you up in the right direction that you need to go. And they may have to go a different way because that's where they need to go for what they want out of life and what matches them and their personality and their disposition and their environment and so on and so forth. So it's really just like helping me to really ground myself and like just be more wise be more open about what do I really want so that I can be more wise about the decisions that I'm making so that I can set myself up for, you know, success, hopefully. Um, so yeah, I'm loving this. I'm loving these concepts that we're learning. Um, 
basically, I think the whole theme of this kind of topic, which I said it wasn't going to be a topical, but it ended up being topical. The whole theme of this is being wise about understanding that what we do now kind of shapes the future. And I want to say this, too, because I don't want this to get so concrete. I don't want us to get into the mode of like, oh, every decision that I make now completely affects my future. And if I do this now and I mess up, like my whole entire life is ruined or like I just can't change or this is concrete. I don't believe in that. I think that you can always change. You can always go a different route. You can always change courses. So if you try something here and it ends up not being what you thought it was going to be, where you end up realizing that, oh, this is not going to take me where I want to be in the end run, then change it. It's not too late to ever change. And I think a lot of the times we get so fixed on changing the outward um, characteristics or factors, but really it starts with changing your mindset. How are you going to look at this situation? How are we going to look at it differently to help us feel better about whatever we're doing so that we can move better and ultimately be better? You know what I mean? It all starts with your mindset and your state of mind. If you feel like you're a failure, you are a failure. Um, The word says that so as a man thinketh, so is he. And so I don't know where that is. I can look it up for you now because I like to give text evidence. So as a man thinketh, so is he scripture. Proverbs 23 and 7. So as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So that means that whenever you think about yourself and you really believe it in the bottom of your heart, that is what you are. If you if you act on certain things of your heart, if you let envy fester in your heart, you let jealousy fester in your heart, you are a jealous person. You're going to act as if you're a jealous person. You're going to be envious. If you let coveting and compare and comparison fester in your heart and you begin to be like, oh, I'm not like them. I'm never going to measure up. You're never going to measure up because you're going to act accordingly. You're telling yourself in your heart that I am less than because I don't have what such and such has. If you're telling yourself in their heart, you're wholeheartedly believing it. Therefore, you're going to act accordingly. Therefore, that is what you are at the end of the day. Or that is what you kind of put yourself as to be when in reality we are all created in the image of God and in his likeness and in his greatness so we all are unique but we we tend to um be blinded by our own festers of our heart that we can't even see our true identities in Christ and that's a problem that a lot of us have that I struggle with that a lot of us struggle with and we let lust fester in our heart if we let you know um just lusting and letting our flesh just run you are gonna be a lustful person that is what you are at this point because that's what you're putting out so making sure that what we have in our heart is aligned with what we want to ultimately be so that we can be that you know and believe that wholeheartedly um And so, yeah, I was going back to that point of like, if we say that we're a failure, then we're a failure. But if you change your mindset and you say, you know what, this was a failed opportunity, but you know what, I learned so much from this. And if I hadn't went this route, I wouldn't have learned that and it wouldn't have set so heavy with me. And because it wouldn't have set so heavy, I probably would have ended up doing it over and over again. But because you learned now, we can move away from that. We're not going to do that again. Let's go this route. This seems a little bit more tailored to what I need, what is specific for me, what God has called me to do. 
So don't get in the mindset of like, oh, every decision that I make like t- today, it is going to like just completely ruin my life and it's going to completely dictate your life. Yes, decisions that we make today will affect our future because it's a cause and effect type of situation. But it's not to say that that decision that you make today can't be changed, that it can't be moved away from, that you can't change direction. Every single day that we wake up, we have a choice to do something different, to be something different, to act accordingly. For me, because I'm a Christian and I'm a saying all the time, for me, every single day that I wake up, I have the choice to choose God, to follow in Jesus Christ footsteps to channel his energy to channel his peace to channel his happiness to let him lead me in my life or I can choose myself which is ultimately choosing the enemy because that's what he wants me to do I can choose myself I can choose to try to figure it figure it out myself and end up being anxious and lost I can choose to indulge and just have no type of self-discipline and then I can bear the consequences later on but Say, for instance, yesterday, I just made one of the most stupidest decisions. I didn't choose Jesus. It's not to say that I can't choose him today. And hopefully that'll help my life to go in a better direction. It's all about where your mindset is now. And you can always change your mindset. You can. And I know a lot of the times it's easier said than done because we are such visual creatures. And we don't really have a really great grasp on the concept of faith and just really believing something that's not there. So a lot of the times because we're visual creatures, we're looking around and we're like, oh my gosh, it looks like absolute like just turmoil out here. It is horrific out here. How could anything good come out of this? And that's giving me very much the Pharisees vibes. You know, the people back in the days where Jesus was, when he first came out, he made his debut or whatever. And they were like, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Like they see Jesus doing miracles and stuff. And they're like, can anything good come out of Nazareth? For me, don't quote me on this, but this is how I interpret it. I feel like Nazareth was the hood. You know, nobody ever thinks that somebody from the hood is going to be like actually really smart and intelligent and wise and, you know, well-mannered and stuff like that. Nobody expects that from the hood. They expect you to be a show pony, though. And so when they saw Jesus pull out, they're like, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I thought you were going to be from like a high priest family. Well, technically kind of was, but still, I thought you were going to be from royalty. Like, I thought you were going to be like a scholar or something. You're from Nazareth. How could you? Um... Where was I going with that? But yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. So our mindsets, we kind of have like a, um, a Pharisee mindset of like, when we looking at the, when we're looking at the things in our life and we see how like horrible it's going, or we see how things didn't line up the way that we thought it would. Then we began to take on a Pharisee mindset of like, can anything good come out of this? But, but a man named Jesus. He can change things around for us. Changing our mindset to choose to believe in something greater. It's something better. It's something bigger than what is in front of us. It's going to help us to move from that situation. So like I said before, it's easier said than done because we are so focused on what's in front of us. But if you choose to grasp on to a faith mindset, to a faith sight, to see things through a God perspective, as I always say at the ending of my podcast, a God perspective, you're able to change what you see in front of you to what you believe that you will see when you move out of this. And I honestly love that. That's one of the biggest things that I love about faith, that 
this world is absolutely horrible sometimes it is a it is a musty dirt hole sometimes but i'm not gonna say that because that's disrespectful because god created it but sometimes it's so easy to lose hope it is so easy to lose hope in this world because everything is going wrong everybody's evil everybody's just trying to just trying to be fit for themselves do for themselves everybody's stepping over everybody nasty ambition greed envy anger all of this kind of stuff i'm like ugh, like this is ghetto honestly and truthfully and then it's so hard to lose hope but then but then when you choose to believe in something beautiful and something great that there was a creator that intended for us to all be um pure at heart and that he wants us to get back to that and that he wants to have relationship with us and that he wants to save us and teach us how to live in harmony and how to be be righteous how to be good again because we're all like just ugh, sometimes honestly and truthfully so I love that. I love that concept. I love everything about it. And so, yeah. I feel like I had a really great conversation today. I'm very happy with the conversation that came about. And this is also to speak to another um, point that I wanted to make. Uh, spontaneity is a really beautiful thing. Sometimes when we try to plan every single thing in our life, it really takes away from the beauty of what just could happen just because it happens. You know what I mean? Just kind of like, just take things as they are, as they come and roll with it. I think that that's really beautiful because I could have never planned for this conversation. I was actually tired because last night I made a couple of podcasts and like the one that I made is probably not going to go up. It was talking about my high school experience. I'll probably talk about it with Hannah instead because I just felt like it wasn't very engaging with anybody. Um, it didn't have a real message. And so I felt like because of that, it was just for me. You know what I mean? Because it was about my experience and stuff like that. And I'm learning lately that my podcast, as much as it is about me, I do want it to be for other people. If somebody ever comes and listens to this, I want them to be able to get something out of it. I don't want it to just be, oh my gosh, this is about me, 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 me. This is all about me. Obviously, there will be very heavy aspects of that because it is Kamari's place. And we're talking about my experiences. But in me talking about my experiences, I want it to be something that can relate to somebody else's experience or help somebody in their own experience or help somebody to have a different outlook or perspective on their own experience because we all have our different experiences. And I don't want our experiences to be the same, but there are like likabilities to our experience or commonalities as I should say. So because of that, like when I was looking back at some of my older podcasts or listening back, I <laughs> even like I couldn't even listen through some of them because it was, it was just so much about me I'm just ranting about myself now obviously when I need those when I want to go back and see where I was and my mindset and stuff this is what Kamari's Place is for um, but I do want to have a balance where it is about me because it is Kamari's Place but it's also about whoever comes to listen to this and hopefully they can get something out of it so uh yeah Life is great. That's what I say a lot often. I always just like have been just chalking everything up to life is great. Life is great. I love it. I love life. Life is beautiful. And it is. Honestly and truthfully it is. 
despite all of the the horrificness life is beautiful I think I can say that because I haven't been through a lot but I've still been through something I've been through a lot um probably not a lot of somebody else but I've been through stuff and it doesn't uh negate the fact that I've been through something just because somebody's been through something else but anyways but I just tend to try to have an outlook that is positive and I hope that that spirit is never crushing me I hope that no matter what happens in life I never stop being optimistic and happy and seeing the bright side of things because I think it's so much power in optimism there's so much power in a positive outlook there's so much power in a godsend perspective because in a world that's full of darkness we need light and that's I can only say that that light is from Jesus Christ for me but, uh, yeah. Period. No tampon. But, uh, yeah. I think I'm going to go ahead and go. I'm going to go ahead and finish these assignments. I have two that I want to do today. I really should be doing three, but we'll see how I feel. I'm going to do these two. And then after that, I'm going to chillax. I don't like that word, but I said it. I'm going to chill out and hopefully... It will be a great time. And until next time, my friends, peace, positivity, productivity, prosperity, and a gossip perspective to you and everyone that you know. All right now. Bye.